I do not wait this long to eat. I wanted to eat like four hours ago, and then I didn't. Yeah, I still got chicken breast upstairs falling out. Oh, nice. I just made a microwaveable meal because I'm a lazy fuck, but bam! Yeah, I'm all out of those, and I kind of am staying out of those on purpose right now. They're not the healthiest option, that's for sure. They're not. And the thing is, is if it's like between the option of cooking a meal and making something I can make in the microwave, I will just immediately go for what I can make in the microwave without thinking about it. It's true. Makes it easier. Hello and welcome to another <laughs> of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with... Nate. And hopefully Dave will be showing up later. We don't 100% know yet. Um, you know, life. Life happens. Hell, we had to start late because life happens. Life uh, uh, finds a way. I can never. I can't do that impression. Can you do that impression? I really can't. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum is not someone I could ever impersonate. <laughs> oh, it has been a, a long two weeks. Um, a lot has happened in in my life. That's for sure. Um, I, yeah, it's it's a shitty situation the world is in. But luckily, there's still video games and TV and fun shit to watch and play and do. As long as you're inside or wearing a mask. <laughs> that is true. So, Nate, what have you been playing? Mostly Call of Duty. And spent an entire week trying to just get the game to work on my computer. Oh, God. I didn't know it had been an entire week. Pretty much. So, the thing is, is Dave had been bugging me to play Warzone on PC for a long time. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that I didn't want to. It's that I already had it on Xbox. Modern Warfare by itself is a massive install file. Mm -hmm. It just takes forever to fucking download, and I didn't think it was worth it to try to play it on PC. Now that I've played it on PC and experienced it, it's worth it for me. I can say for me personally, it is worth it. My gameplay has improved significantly with a mouse and keyboard. Well, I was gonna say that was about. I was about to say you're playing with mouse and keyboard now. Everybody is slightly better at a shooter with a mouse and keyboard. (laughs) A lot of people say that, but then I also watch like these top Warzone streamers, and one of them does play exclusively with a controller and on PC. Really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. The thing about playing with a controller versus a mouse is with a controller, you have to aim with just your thumb. It is a whole lot more to do to like figure out your fine motor control when doing precise aiming with just one finger. Yeah. It is a whole lot easier to do when you get to use your entire arm to do that. <laughs> I, I will even admit, because uh, on stream Tuesdays, Lou and I are currently playing Halo, and I tried playing with the mouse and keyboard, and it just felt off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know that I was probably aiming better and all that, but it just it was something I haven't gotten used to yet. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is if you twitch with like a thumb... It's hard to just correct that because you can over-aim so much. If you do it with a mouse and keyboard, it's a whole lot easier to just control your tracking so you don't over-aim. Yeah. So over-aiming is like, you know, you've got a target running laterally across your vision and you sweep them so much that you're past where they're running. Um, what I learned when playing games of Counter-Strike a lot is I have to lift my wrist up off the desk. Um, it is a whole lot easier to aim with your entire arm working from your shoulder than it is just with your wrist. So that improved a lot. Um, having a mechanical keyboard also helps a great deal, especially when gaming in any type of Twitch game. Yeah. Um, 
just the speed of your switches and the rebound on your keys makes a huge difference sometimes. Hmm. Um, but beyond that, uh, I got back into it. I fixed it by uninstalling it from a secondary SSD that I had put in my comp in my uh, PC. Reinstalled it to my main M.2 drive, and I had played for a couple hours today and not had a single crash. Don't say that out loud. Yeah. So the error I was experiencing is something that a lot of people have posted about and complained about to Infinity Ward, where they said Mm -hmm. it basically says DirectX has encountered an unrecoverable error. Now, DirectX is the piece of software within Windows that is responsible for drawing 3D objects. Um. Currently, we're on DirectX 12, which only runs on Windows 10. There is a way to force Call of Duty in pretty much any Blizzard game to run on DirectX 11, which I did. That didn't fix it. People said uninstall your cache, so you can go into a documents folder inside your Call of Duty folder on your computer and delete your player cache. I did that. That didn't work. I ran the game in safe mode, which makes it look like garbage. That didn't work. <laughs> um, I went to a registry file and edited a registry file and backed it up and that didn't work. Oh, wow. I undertuned my graphics card and that didn't work. <laughs> I had done literally everything that every YouTube video, tutorial, list, everything had said to do and nothing fixed the error. So I said, screw it, I'm just going to try a fresh install. And Dave had said to me, try installing it on your main drive. And of course I bitched because I didn't really want to install it there. I yeah, used you wanted rubber. it on your faster drive, right? Well, no, I actually wanted it on the slower one. The faster one oh. I was using for other things, like video rendering. Um, so I went ahead and installed it on my main drive, and like I said, I played for a couple hours today just to test it out, see what worked, and didn't experience a crash yet. So hopefully that stays consistent. Um, but I've been playing it because a new season is out. Season 5 of the Battle Pass is out. Um, I shouldn't just say Season 5 of the Battle Pass because seasons change a lot about the game. Yeah. Um, with or without the battle pass. So season five itself is out. Um, just going over the basics of what's in season five to cover the juicy stuff first, um, the stuff that everybody wants. Two new guns are in the battle pass currently. Um, the ISO SMG, ISO. Um, I think you unlock it tier 15. It's a pretty much a bog standard SMG. It's not the great on its damage numbers, which makes it actually pretty subpar to some of the SMGs already in the game. Um, It has a very slow time to kill out of most of the SMGs as well. So, not a lot of people... I mean, a lot of people are using it right now because it's new, but it's not the most advisable gun to use unless you are you know, extremely skilled at the run-and-gun game. Um, And the AN-94 saw rifles. The AN-94... All the guns in Modern Warfare are real guns. The AN-94 is cool because the idea behind it is make an AK that can shoot two bullets really fast before you feel recoil. Yeah. So they copied that into the game just like they copied it into the Black Ops, and it does shoot two bullets really fast on the first trigger pull and then goes into a standard full auto after that. Hmm. Um, When you switch it over to single fire in Modern Warfare, it doesn't just shoot single fire. It keeps that hyperburst feature where it's shooting two bullets really fast every trigger pull. Oh, wow. Um, So if you are very good with it, you can hit those two shots really well. The key to, like, winning gunfights with those weapons is hitting those first two shots, like chest and head with those first two shots. 
Now, see, that's the part that is like in- incredible to me when people can do that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. The the double in my head, a double tap with that would just be two in the exact same spot. The fact that people are able to mouse or move fast enough to boom boom head head chest kind of thing or chest head. Yes. Well, I've of course being the fanatic that I am, I watched you know real disassembly videos and operational videos on that firearm before um, from Victor's ta- Victor's Tactical and. I forget the other guy's name, but the gun itself is fucking rocket surgery, and that's why it's not widely produced. <laughs> um, just to get that two burst feature in it, like you have to stick a bunch of pulleys and other systems inside of your firearm. The magazine it has to go and like cant it off to the side. It is, it's a crazy looking gun in and of itself. Like you see it up front, and it just looks like an AK, but you get inside of it, and it looks like you know fucking wizards had invented this firearm (laughs) um the gun just runs on fucking magic basically um beyond that we got some new multiplayer maps as well uh one of them is a harbor map and one of them is a remake from mw3 i think Mm. i forget the name of that map they did a bunch of patches of course for a lot of weapons a lot of abilities and they finally patched player collision and tdm which i was so salty about when the game first came out so i'm glad that that's fixed i don't have people blocking me on corners every game now um bunch of new gunfight maps are coming out gunfight is a small 2v2 game mode um a lot of stuff coming out for that and potentially oh there's other operators out right now as well um, the trailer was based around Shadow Company, um, which I guess is a new Modern Warfare fictional band of people. But uh, two new operators came out for that. We got probably more weapons to look forward to. Um, it looks like the R700 from MW1 is making a return, which is the Remington 700 sniper rifle. People have data mined the game and found in-game models of it already. Um, a lot of people are also rumoring that it may not be the R700, it may be the Intervention, the fucking quickscope machine from MW2. Uh, beyond that, the game is still Modern Warfare, um, backwards and forwards. Warzone changed a bit, the train now travels around the map. Um, opening up bunkers is a lot easier. There are various challenges on the Warzone map to unlock and different Easter eggs. Um, they added a Warzone Mini as well, which is still a three-squad Warzone, but it's like half the map and half the rings. Um, I think it's down to 75 players as well. So, a whole lot of cool stuff. A lot of new challenges. A lot of new guns. They're keeping Modern Warfare fresh every time they do a new season. They're doing the seasons just fast enough that people have time to complete the Battle Pass you know, with more than enough time left over, but not so fast that it's like breakneck speed and you're trying to keep up with every little patch they make to the game. Yeah. Um, They're giving enough people to... One, they don't have to constantly be playing nonstop, but they give them enough time to hop in and do as much as they want without it going to the next season. Which oh, yeah. I, think, I think they... That... I know you hate it. I feel like that might be something they, they definitely learn from... Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite is also pretty... It, pretty good about that kind of stuff well i don't mind it because at least fortnite turned the battle pass into something that made it worthwhile right is fortnite was the first one to come up with the idea of well we can give people actual in-game currency in our battle pass 
that if they complete it, they have enough now to buy the next one. And that keeps them playing the game. And Call of Duty has that as well. You earn enough COD points every season, actually more than enough, to buy the next battle pack. So there are people who have literally never spent a dollar on a battle pass except the very first one that came out. <laughs> um, so I don't knock Fortnite for that in particular. It's a good system. It works well. It gives people an incentive to keep playing. Modern Warfare does a little bit different because it's all XP-based, where when I played Fortnite, it was all like challenge-based, and you had to earn stars through your challenges to level up your pass. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy it a lot. I think the one thing that people are salty about in the new season is this new melee weapon. It's uh, dual Kadachis, which are basically ninja swords. Ooh. They had added um, essentially which were Screamer sticks in the last battle pass. Um, and they were like a very fast, with a lunge, two-hit melee kill weapon. It seems like the dual Kadachis are the same thing, but they are a one-hit kill weapon. So a lot of people are not happy about that. Because it basically lets people just sprint around the map like Sonic the fucking Hedgehog and melee people. I saw a guy in an earlier game get a quad kill with these things. And the people were not very close together. So hmm. it's like watching someone with a halo sword cranked up to two times speed. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a little insane. Um, other than that, like I said, it's season five. It's still Call of Duty. They did do some patches to things. Nothing that drastically affects the way the game plays, really. It's still the core game. Um, it's worth playing if you're still into Call of Duty or thinking about getting back into Call of Duty. Just the install size is definitely what's going to kill you if you ever have deleted this game before. Yeah, it is. It's insane. Call of Duty has been up to over is nearing about 200 gigs worth of install size. I think it's now. I think it might be now officially the largest uh, game on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, because in the past it was Halo Master Chief Collection, I think. Largest game on Xbox One. Let's see if it's been changed at all. Yeah, because so the last update I see is from last year, the end of last year, and it's showing Gears of War 4. Really? No, that can't be right. Gears of War <laughs> 4 is 120 gigs. I mean, it could be. They've released a lot of content for that game. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Who knows? <clears throat> <laughs> well, they fixed a lot of stuff in the patch notes. They changed some damage scaling for some of the guns in the patch notes as well to make them more viable. Um, the stuff that's on meta, at least at the beginning of the season, is the same stuff that was on meta last season. So people don't have to worry about that. Yeah. But so, uh, say, so that's all you've been really focusing on and playing lately, right? I've been focusing on that. Um, I have been playing Shadow Warrior as well, the first one. That's the one that... That's the... Uh, fuck. What's my... Devolver Digital game, right? Yeah. That they just so, announced three. Yeah, I had played it because I was always interested in playing it to begin with. Yeah, I own one and two, and I've just never yes. done them. Well... It's a fun game in its own right. It is very much like Duke Nukem style, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it's got a robust skills, like level up feature for three different types of things. You have your key abilities, which are like, basically you can heal yourself. You can create a force field to protect yourself. You can do like a force push. And then you can do a like trap mm -hmm. on enemies. 
Um, and those are all done with different button combos on your keyboard or controller. Um, the sword, which you start with in the game, is a viable weapon through the entire game as well. It's not just a backup melee weapon when you run yeah. out of ammo. In some cases, the it sword be is better used. to use than everything else. That's cool. I always love um, when a game makes it so something so simple can be the main weapon. Yeah. And the sword levels up as you progress through the story as well. So you have to, you know, find money throughout maps and stuff to get the special abilities on your guns. All these, every gun has like three attachments that give it different things, but the sword levels up through the story because it's part of the story. Yeah. Um, the weapon set in the game is robust and functional and every weapon feels like it's got a place in the sandbox. The movement is really fluid and, you know, easy to get used to. The maps have, the maps encourage exploring because there's plenty of secrets everywhere to collect. The boss fights are a little old school, but still fun. Mm -hmm. um, they still test your skills in the game, especially your aiming ability. <laughs> um, <clears throat> other than that, it's all around fun game. It's a funny game, too. The quips that Lo Wang gives and... You know, his little back and forth between the demon companion he has in the game are really funny because they're just both sarcastic assholes who pick on each other. Nice. Um, I mean, I can never say no to a demon companion. Yeah, it's a really interesting game, and I'm excited to finish it so I can move on to Shadow Warrior 2, which apparently plays more like... It's like a semi-open world RPG style, kind of. Really? Um, there's a lot more weapons in the game from what I read on the wiki. I was and three... like you have multiple types of shotguns, multiple types of SMGs, and so on. Yeah, I was gonna say what I've seen, what we've seen of three so far, really made me feel like a uh, it was more of a like a Doom, like a new Doom kind of game. Yeah. Runner well, I believe they're using the same engine that Doom ran on. That's cool. Um, because I looked at it and I'm like, some of these weapon sounds sound extremely familiar to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but it looks like it runs on the same engine like Doom and Rage 2 ran on. So, um, I don't know. I'm excited for 3. It looks amazing. Um, everything that was great about the first two games looks like it's intact in 3. And I think Shadow Warrior is a massively underrated franchise for how good it is. So what have you been playing, Chris? <laughs> I have been playing uh, a little bit of everything been all over the place a lot but mostly i've been focusing on um all right to be honest mostly all, all i've been playing is manhunter i think i may have mentioned started playing that the last podcast. i think you mean man eater man eater yeah manhunter, manhunter is a, is entirely different is a i mean not too different you are one person killing a whole lot of people manhunter is snuff films the video game yeah man do you remember that was a, a nintendo game yeah that i also remember that like nintendo game I remember as much controversy as games like Grand Theft Auto and Mass Effect had raised like ire from the media, mm -hmm. right? Like back in that early, that late 1990s, early 2000s era where we had Jack Thompson and like Fox News was like, video games are evil and going to infect your children. <laughs> and then Maneater comes out and people fucking lost their goddamn minds when Manhunter came out. They're like, there's no way See, this can said, be a, a game that can legally be on shelf. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, but no, Man Eater, which is very similar in the vein of you murder a whole lot of humans. Um, but no, you're a shark. You get to run around doing shark things, like being electrified. Uh, 
And growing bones out of your face. Yeah, growing bones out of your face, um, walking around on land for longer periods of time than a normal shark should be able to, um, taking down giant-ass boats. It's fun. Biting helicopters and shit out of the air. Oh, I haven't gotten to helicopters yet. I have seen a clip where someone had leaped out of the water and, like, tried to attack a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that I'll get there eventually. Um, where I am right now, I am not jumping up and getting helicopters yet. Uh, I, I think I may have killed the original main baddie of the game, or or at least his son. I don't know. Um, but no, it's it's a really fun game. It really is just a... It, it has been a perfect, I'm going to play this while... Uh, other people are or while watching things i'll play this while watching things or listening to things i don't have to fully pay attention to this game because i'm a fucking massive shark destroying everyone um but no it, it's fun i highly recommend it uh what i will tell everybody and including you because i want you and dave i was hoping he was here for this i need both of you to buy this because lou already has it i've had it since i pre-ordered it i have a couple other friends that are already picking it up we need to get all of us to have Fall Guys because Fall Guys <laughs> is an incredible game. I talked oh. about it because I got in and played the beta initially. It is such a fun, ridiculous game. It's Battle Royale meets Mario Party almost. No, you know what? Fuck it. I keep doing that. Don't ignore all that. It's Battle <laughs> Royale MXC. Do you remember MXC? Uh, no. Most Extreme Elimination Challenge or whatever. I think so. It was, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think it was like Takashi's so Castle or something. Yeah, it's Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Oh, it's so on. See, I hate, I hate that shit. I hate when people <laughs> are like, oh, Knockout. I'm like, bitch, Knockout is Takeshi's Castle, which was <laughs> the other thing. All right. Well, it's got a 7 out of 10 on Steam for some reason. Yeah, because people suck. Um, right. It's available on PS4 and PC only right now, it looks like. Yeah. But I, I mean, I got it on PC, so I don't give a shit. We we all play on PC nowadays. Who we don't care about console exclusives. We have joined the master race. I mean, we've been on the master race, motherfucker. What you <laughs> talking about? Um, now I want to know why it's got only a seven. I don't know. Check the Steam reviews. Some people rated it unfavorably because they're trolls and review bots. I don't even see it. Where's the ratings on the system? I don't look at ratings. I just play games. No, I realize that my PC is so hot not because my fans aren't cranked up. My PC is so hot because it is hot in my house. Oh wow! Okay, here's the fun thing. The first I went, I did, uh, I re did it by negative reviews, and one of them, it's all fun and games until you get a team game. I'm like, wow, really? Okay, uh, as good as Fall Guys concept, blah blah. I cannot recommend this game. Developers stated that there would be a much wider variety of maps and game modes at launch, which is not what had happened. What are you talking about? There are so many game modes. How many game modes were you expecting? It's not... I, I love this kind of review, because I'm looking at this review. He's only played 3.2 3 hours. Um, mm -hmm. he, he reviewed it for two hours at review time, whatever. Um, he's complaining about... Okay, one thing I will say, the biggest issue is the servers. He does bring up the servers. They've been working on it. They got slammed. This is the largest Devolver digital release of all time. Um so the, it's one of the and it's it's a combination of they're giving it away for free uh, kind of like um, Rocket League for PlayStation Plus users um, mm -hmm. but it's I was going to say it's also just so many people bought this game they were able to hype this up and put enough content out for this game that people were all in 
Uh, I mean, hell, I pre-ordered it, of course. But of course, I'm also <laughs> I'm also a Devolver Digital guy. I'm I'm that Devolver Digital fanboy. <laughs> um, but like, I love this complaining about not enough levels. I wonder oh. if they've ever played Move or Die. <laughs> That's true. Move or Die is, is a great it, game if they didn't lock or, all the content behind. Uh, the thing about a Steam review is, why would you review a game with a thumbs down? Because it didn't have enough levels in it. Mm. Like, that is... I hate that people do, like, these all-or-nothing reviews when it comes to games. Oh, here's like, a review. the game has to be a perfect 10 out of 10, or it's complete shit. Here's a review. Uh, it's a thumbs-down prog- product received for free. The sound of the game is not working. Can someone help? They downvoted the game. That's not a fucking <laughs> review! That's a support ticket. <laughs> oh, wow. Server maintenance simulator. All right, come on, guys. Okay. This is the kind of stuff that fucking that irks me so much about the gaming community sometimes. Because, like I said, if the game isn't absolutely perfect, down to the gnat's ass detail, if a single hair is out of place, people feel that that's a need to dock a game some kind of point or to give it a negative review in some way. Yeah. Take the game for what it is. Play the game for several hours. If it's a single-player game, beat it. Before you review it, no, don't. I, I will say there are some single player games that you can now. You don't have. I don't think you have to play through the entire thing, especially depending on the level. If you're like a professional reviewer, sure, play. You have to play through the whole game, or if it's broken and you can't get through it, that's one thing. If you are a just a person buying games on Steam, and it's a single player game, you don't have to play through the entire game. It can you don't be have bad to play enough. Through the entire game, but play a significant portion of it, and on top of that. If you're not going to play the entire game, then don't complain about plot details. Unless yeah. there's something, like, game-breaking in the plot. The story's that not that good out. when you played 20 hour, twenty minutes of the game. <laughs> like, don't tell me that Skyrim's plot isn't amazing because you played, like, the first 10 minutes and weren't thrilled with it. I will The admit, plot I... isn't amazing. The plot's fucking stupid. Yeah, okay, but... thank you. I'm like, yeah, it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> but don't, don't play, like, the first 10 minutes, get to Riverwood, and then tell me the game's bad. Yeah. Um... Also, by the way, I want to convince everybody to buy the Mean Greens, which is just Army Men, the game. from. Do you remember the yeah. Nintendo 64 game? I think I've seen that, the yeah. Mean Greens. It's, I looked at it, I'm like, this is just Army Men 3D. Yeah, it's on <laughs> Xbox for $20. It's on P- it's on Steam for $10. i am like, all right, definitely going to get it here. <laughs> the Mean Greens Plastic Warfare. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, man. This game came out in 2015. Yeah, it's got a 9 out of 10 on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I. so yeah, back to... Fall guys, it's so fun. Um, I got so close to getting the crown once or twice. I played a little bit off stream. Um, it allows up to, I believe, four player parties. You aren't obviously competing together, but if you end up in a team game, you are on the same team, so you can cooperate a little bit better. That I will admit, with that in person, fun and games until team games. The team games do suck, but that's because there is no communication on your teams. Um, that's why it is better to play with your group, so you at least have a small group, as long as you progress that far together. I can say the same thing about any Battle Royale-style game I played. I mean, playing Warzone with a random is on, like, a quads game is excruciating, because you'll mark, like, a drop site. That person will drop literally a mile away from you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then they'll complain at you, like, why didn't you guys back me up? I don't know, because you're literally 1,500 meters away from me. (laughs) I 100% admit that I played when I was playing 
um, Apex Legends, I dropped solo. I dropped with a team, but I did that because you can drop separately from everybody. Yes. Um, so I went off on my own, and I made it to... I was, like, the last of four people, I think. Uh, <laughs> it happen, but... Or, like, Seems when like we used to play, and I would just go off on my own or float in the air for half an hour. Yes. No, it can certainly happen. I'm not going to deny that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it is frustrating to play with randoms who just will not be team players. Yeah. Aside, I was going to say, aside from Maneater, Maneater, yes, and uh, Fall Guys... I um mostly been watching more stuff again. Uh, been well, there was more one. Just let me talk about this real quick because I forgot okay. about it entirely. Yeah. One more game that I have been playing with James is um, a game that released on Steam for free called Royal Crown. Um, it is League of Legends mixed with a battle royale game. Like, not fucking lying. That's the entire game. Um. You pick one of several champions on a roster, each one with particular roles. What the fuck is this game? <laughs> you literally parachute into a map, you drop on the ground, and you move around, collect loot, and fight with a League of Legends-style game. Literally QWER, your abilities. Um, you build alt charge over time by attacking, taking damage, and picking up things on the map. You build XP over time on your character to level them up. And power up your abilities just like you would in League of Legends. You can but fight you mobs to get stuff. It's got a crafting system as well. So you can make things like food, which you can put down, and then your team can run up to the food pot and eat it to heal themselves over time. It, there's no respawn system, is there? There's there is a respawn system. There are statues on certain parts of the map. They are few and far between. Your your character will run up to them, you have to pray at them for several seconds, and then your teammate will come back in like five seconds after you were done the prayer. Okay. That is um, interesting. So the game has this sort of very robust risk-reward mechanic. Um, it does supply drops like Warzone does across the map, so you can find you know top-tier items usually in these supply drops, but everyone knows where they are. Yeah. Um, Just, sorry, the, the image of... I want to... Hold on, let me get this pulled up on the actual stream. Yeah. The, oh, the hi, now, Chris, this is actually... Uh, I am Timeler Burrito, and the other guy is uh, Little Teapot. Little Teapot 89. You hung out with Dave, Darth Dave, last night on his podcast stream. We are not podcast, it's Pokemon Go stream. We're currently doing our podcast. If you would like to stick around and hear us talk about some video game bullshit. So, uh, Earl Crown in itself can be fun. Um, it does have a squads feature of up to three players. Um, you can do solo games, and then there's a survival mode as well, where the game starts you with random items there are no pickups on the map um there's no mobs to farm or anything like that it's basically just go in with what you got and your bare skill and try to win okay but it's it's fun in its own right if you're into that league of legend style combat um me and james won two games one of them was fairly easy because the last team besides us died literally to the zone <laughs> and That's then one fun. of them the last guy on the enemy team was just by himself, and we melted him literally in a split second. This we all three hit him with an ability, and he was just dead. <laughs> Sorry, I posted so, the picture of it up. Just because it's funny to me. It's just this little, like, anime-ass-looking dude. It's, it's fucking Weeaboo League of Legends Battle Royale. Like, there's no other way to describe the game, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, see, and it's I think it's once you get into that uh, League of Legends stuff, I'm out. That's just not my kind of thing. I can play a battle royale. I enjoy battle royales. I like free battle royales. The fact that there's that new one out or coming out that is a pay-to-play, I think it's kind of annoying. That Rocket game, do you remember that a Rocket game that got announced during the EA play or whatever? No, um, I do not remember that. It was a like a. It was basically Overwatch, but everybody had rockets. I don't know. Um, <laughs> hold on, Rocket game from EA. Let's see if it pulls it up. Rocket Arena. Uh, yeah, three v. It's a three v three shooter. But as cool as an idea, and by cool, I mean it just looked. It looked fun. It is a. You have to buy it. It's not a free-to-play game. It mm-hmm. it it seemed very free-to-play when they initially showed it. Um, I'm gonna so. assume that it's got the same kind of nonsense going on that Star Wars Battlefront Two did. Just not nobody cares about it because it's not Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it is a thirty-dollar game. Um, a thirty-dollar three v three battle arena game, basically. Um, I don't know. It's it's whatever. Well, we'll see. Just, so, just, there's just some games that I feel like they should just put out for free. Um, that 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 sounds wrong. You know what I mean. That <laughs> they should make supported through, I know you hate it, microtransactions. Um, <laughs> I mean, if they're going to support it through microtransactions, then sure, make the game free. The only issue I have with microtransactions is when it turns into like a very scummy pay-to-win kind of marketplace. Yeah. Yeah. Where the game is throwing microtransactions in your face every single time you finish a match. Yeah. So this game we're talking about is, I just called it Rocket Arena, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's currently $30 on Steam, probably the same on PlayStation and Xbox if it's out there yet. Um, I, had talked to the, I had talked about that with Dave actually last night when he was on stream. I talked about uh, how all these, you know, YouTube guys and other people were sponsored by Ray Shadow Legends, right? Mm-hmm. And Raid Shadow Legends has become like the single biggest sponsor of content creators lately. The problem with Raid Shadow Legends is I remember watching a video. One guy had explicitly told them he did not want to be sponsored by them like several times. And they kept emailing him, asking him, you know, if he wanted a sponsorship. Yeah. Now, the amount of money they're offering people makes it hard to turn down. Some people are getting hundreds of dollars a month at the very least, up to thousands of dollars a month based on how much content they produce. Um, the issue with Raid Shadow Legends is the way they make you support them, the things they make you say about the game that are wildly misleading, and the fact that the game itself just isn't a good game at all. Raid Shadow Legends is a game that literally has a mode in it that lets the game play itself. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can let the game idle, and it will play itself until you run out of hearts or currency or whatever the fuck you need to continue playing, and then the game will constantly bug you with notifications to buy more stuff. Hmm. The game is a simulated marketplace, quite frankly. It, it has no actual gameplay value in the game itself. All the characters, despite having different roles and abilities, are literally just hit-it-till-it-die style characters. <laughs> there's, there's no reason to play that game, and if we never get sponsored by Ray Shadow Legends, I will not care. <laughs> do you have a, a favorite sponsor you would want to be sponsored by if i want to be sponsored by someone i want us to be sponsored by someone we all like people so like Dr. Pepper. 
Or people Devolver. like Dr. Pepper, Devolver. I would want to be sponsored by, Fracking. you know. Yeah. By Fracking the way, uh, I, <laughs> I now have to be a, a fan of at least one hockey team. Uh, if you did not hear, <laughs> have you heard about this? I have not. I believe it's the Portland. Hold on. Portland hockey team. I believe it's Portland. No. Hold on. See, this is why I don't I don't know sports. Seattle. Sorry. I was close. Um, the Seattle hockey team, they are the Seattle Kraken. Oh, boy. Uh, and I believe they've now been sponsored by Kraken. Yep. Kraken, <laughs> Kraken Rum becomes official sponsor of Seattle Kraken. Okay, that makes sense. So I'm 100% going to buy, if I can afford it, a Seattle Kraken jersey. Uh, <laughs> it's a better name than the Washington football team. That is a temporary name. <laughs> uh, I want it to be permanent so badly. I, I want that to be their official NFL name yeah. for generations to come. What the fuck? Sorry, I just there's an article linked to the side. It's just, an, it's youths discover the in the air tonight drum break react appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad that they say youths. Wow. Who? On so this is obviously on it's through one of the Gizmodo break sites or whatever. Um, it's from AV Club. Youths discovered the in the air the air tonight drum break react appropriately. This is <laughs> on a website that also hosts uh, the root. <laughs> so when you have that. I, there's something about somebody using the word youths that makes me want to punch somebody in the face. It's not <sighs> not an easy word to say. No. Um, but no. Yeah. Where were we? We went way so, out there. Transitioning. Over trans oh, yeah. What I, I've been watching things more than gaming things. I'm just going to mm -hmm. give a quick quick run through of the fact that I am I have watched all of season two of Umbrella Academy. Uh, oh boy. I didn't even know that was out yet. It is not as good as the first season. I kinda struggled surprise, and pushed my surprise. way to get through it. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, I, Netflix is it's a flip Here's the coin. problem with shows and movies like this, right? Especially stuff that gets extremely popular. I experienced this with Black Mirror is when I watched Black Mirror the first season, it was kind of a niche show. Not a lot of people were into it. Oh, season one and two of Black Mirror? Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yes. And but then season one got really popular after season two came out because season two was phenomenal. Well, so season you... three phoned everything in. <laughs> so, and I think we may have talked about this, season one and two were BBC productions. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything after season two was Netflix. Netflix had bought Black Mirror. I don't know if it was made in conjunction with the BBC, so it was coming on TV at the same time, but mm -hmm. Netflix got their fingers in it, and I think they ruined Black Mirror, in my opinion. Because um, the first two seasons, one, there were only three episodes. There were three, yeah. basically, TV three hour-long episodes. Long episodes. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think Black Mirror season three is when it was like, hey, now here's a six-episode season or some shit like that. Yeah. Moved to Netflix. Yeah, on the day of the press screening for White Christmas, which I think was the last TV one, uh, which was good. I actually enjoyed the White Christmas special. Um, 
Brooker and Jones had a meeting with Channel 4 execs who told them they wanted to continue the series, but due to budget constraints, it would need to be co-production. And that's how it ended up with season three on that fun shit. Yeah, it goes season one, three. Season two, three. Season three, six episodes. Four episodes. <laughs> they did another movie. They did another movie? What movie? I don't know. Oh, is it counting Bandersnatch as a set? I, I think it counts. Yeah, it counts Bandersnatch as a movie. Um, and then season five, I did hear that they returned to the three. Yeah, they returned to the three episode thing. But I, at that point, I think I just, I was out. I was full, <laughs> full out. Um, I don't. Th- I never even watched season four. I don't think I watched a few of the episode, the season three ones, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no. But you, you were a fan of San Junipero. Yeah, San Junipero was a good episode, in and, my opinion. And, and that's the thing, San Junipero to me was a good short story that didn't feel like a Black Mirror movie or Black Mirror story. Yeah. I mean, the the thing about season three, well, season one and two, is it was about the potential impact that the technology that we all dream about could have on the world and people's individual lives. Mm-hmm. Season three was more about that technology being tangentially related to the world around it. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the issue, is the technology was no longer the focal point of the story anymore it was no longer the thing that drove the characters motivations and drove the plot anymore mm-hmm. it was just there where you had episodes like i forget the one where people were getting ratings like you had five star was high class yeah um that was all about you know people's addiction to social media and clout chasing and popularity it was no and how if that was a ranking system, kind of like China, China's current social ranking system, how badly that can affect your life if you just so much as say the wrong thing to somebody. Yeah. Or you accidentally make a mistake. You sneeze. You could sneeze in the wrong point or some yeah. shit like that. So those episodes were really good. Then you get to season three and everything is just, the technology is just there for the sake of making like a cool sci-fi world that these people live in. It's not there to actually, like, do what it does. A lot of people think Black Mirror is a show about technology ruining people's lives. When it's really not, it's about the misuse of that technology. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what, what was I talking about? We were talking and, about... But that's why I like San because it was actually a story about technology drastically improving someone's life yeah and i think that's where that with that for me why i'm like this is a really good episode but it does not feel a black like a black mirror episode to me because black mirror mm. black mirror doesn't have to be horror um because i mean technically that one the play test episode where the guy's fucking cell phone goes off mm-hmm. is a horror episode and i'm like I, this that one even was pushing it a little bit too far in that direction for me. I'm like, you can make a fucked up story. I mean, the fucking first episode of the entire series is about the um, Prime Minister being forced to fuck a pig on live TV. (laughs) Yes. Or on the internet or whatever. Um, Obviously, there's a lot more to that story, but still. um, (laughs) I, and I, like, that, as dumb as it sounds, that kind of, the way that that story is told sold me on it that in the um the oh what is the it's another one where they're kind of like they have to work for points and they could win 
fame, basically, on that. That was the, that was the biking episode. No, no, well, the, the, yeah, yeah, the biking episode. The one with Daniel, um, I can never fucking remember his last name. It's a K, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, fucking great episode. He, and I love him, because I'd seen him in things since Skins at that point. Yeah. Um, I love his character in Black Panther. I love it. He's great in fucking everything. I mean, hell, yeah. that's why they got him to be the main character in Get Out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a, he and actually him and uh, Lakeith Stanfield have a new movie coming out soon. Um, <laughs> have you seen that? No, I haven't. Uh, it's based on true events um, with the, uh, oddly enough, not the same Black Panther, but Black Panthers. Um, <laughs> basically one it's a true it looks like it's based on true events of somebody that was kind of working with the fbi within the black panthers mm-hmm. um, my mind's blanking on the name of that too i've been seeing too so, so many it's a movie about cointel pro then huh it's a movie about it's more than likely based on an event that actually occurred and a program just, yeah, that yeah, the yeah. FBI launched called cointel pro or counterintelligence program um, basically, the FBI, when the Black Panthers were super popular in the 60s, had hired several informants to infiltrate the Black Panther Party. Yeah. That directly left, led to the death of several Black Panther leaders. So, yeah, in the late 1960s, petty criminal William O'Neill, played by Lakeith Sanfield, agrees to work as an informant for FBI in order to take down Black Panther Party chairman Fred Hampton, played by Danielle Kaluuya. Kaluuya? Yeah. I won't get into the political side of it, but that's uh, basically the history of it, is the head of the FBI came up with this program to infiltrate the Black Panthers. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, even in the trailer, if you don't know anything about the history watching the trailer alone, it's like, uh, Lakeith Stanfield's character is like, they aren't a terrorist unit, what are you talking about? They are not these horrible people trying to do these kind of things, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, and whatever. We're, again, let's not get into that. Um, looks good, though. Movie looks good. I, it's not coming out until next year. Uh, it's weird seeing new trailers for movies when we haven't even gotten any of this year's movies. Um, oh man, we don't have much time. Let's see no, we the, don't. Look, what can we so, skip around and go through here? I'll just I'll just do a quick speed run through things that I've been watching. Um, new anime that came out, Misfit of Demon King Academy, uh, based on a light novel. Hilarious show. Basically, this dude is a like 2000 year old demon king who gets reincarnated literally as a baby grows to be like a teenager inside of a month and is ultra powerful so it's <laughs> is it technically an isekai not really no he's, it's not is, an he, isekai. is he reborn into the same world yes he's reborn in the same world okay. right. um there seems to be an underlying plot where all his subordinates have forgotten who he is because someone else is trying to steal his identity and he's erased the memories of all his top subordinates. Oh. Um, he has to fight through this you know, high school that trains people to become the next Demon King, and it's divided between royalty, pure-blooded demons, and hybrids. And since he's technically a hybrid based on his new birth, he's placed in sort of a lower class, but he destroys everybody in every contest he comes up against. I knew that the anime was meant to be a comedy because I thought like it was just blatant will- wish fulfillment at first. Mm-hmm. But I knew it was aiming to be a comedy when the guy literally picks up a castle with a single hand, a full <laughs> castle, 
with a single hand, tossed in the air, puts it on his finger like a basketball, and then yeets a castle like a mile into the distance. Nice. <laughs> so, it's like, there's no way this anime wants me to take it seriously anymore. <laughs> I am all in for some dumbass shit anime. Yes. I watched the Konosuba movie, which I missed out on when it first aired. Oh, I never watched that. Konosuba is just ridiculously funny. Um, it's basically a sit- isekai sitcom anime. Um, and then I am rewatching ReZero because I never finished it. You're rewatching because season two is out, or is start- well, season two is out, and I'm rewatching the director's cut as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I isn't there a new? Oh no, Konosuba. I think the English dub got released later. Yes. And that's why I'm like, why is that? What am I thinking of? Yeah, I never watched the movie. I didn't. I didn't even realize there was a movie. I don't think. Yep, there is a movie for it. Um, it's based around Megaman and her Crimson Demon village, okay. and they go to the village to try to save it from some evil lady. Yay! The fun never ends. That's how I describe that plot without spoiling it. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, no, Misfit of Demon King Academy may shore up to be one of the better anime this season. Um, I haven't watched a lot of other seasonal anime. Oh, I did start watching season two of Fire Force, which is great. Oh, I need to start. I ended on season one on purpose. Because yeah, we're, so... we're technically in summer 2020 anime, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I just remembered uh, God of High School is also out. Oh, I yeah. God of High School. Have I caught watching? up on that. I'm yeah. only, I think, I'm on episode five. I think that's the last episode okay. air, honestly. Okay, want to make sure. Um, fuck, man. That is a fun show. It is very fun. I think the the way that they capture the action in the show is what really brings it to life. The fight scenes are easy to follow. They're fluid. They're dynamic. It's not just characters shouting super moves at each other the entire show. Uh, my, Although there was a little bit of that with the final fight. But I will say yes, there about, was. about that final fight, when it gets to the point that they're they kind of have that moment where um, they move past some of their issues or one of mm-hmm. them moves past the current issue they're dealing with. Uh, when they he goes all out and they ha- change the art style to the, the like ink style and then to the watercolor style of fighting, I fucking loved that. I thought that looked fantastic. That was an absolute, probably one of the best Sakaka moments to come out of an anime this season. And really, pretty much of all time. Um, I am super excited to watch more of that. The was the mislabeling of certain martial arts styles. Yeah, eh, who cares? <laughs> when the guy shows up and they say he's doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, but he's definitely doing Capoeira, I was like, wait a minute. Isn't Capoeira just a form of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? <laughs> no, they're two entirely different <laughs> martial arts styles, dude. <laughs> I need to check out, there's a new show, I just scrolled past it, it's called Decadence. Um, Decadence. Yeah, it's a uh, denizens and decadence fall into two categories: gears, warriors with the fight, the Gadol. What? I can't. There's too many reads. All I know is that it looked interesting. It's an action sci-fi adventure show. Uh, I don't think there's a new isekai out right now, so I kind of find gotta, gotta find what I gotta find right now. You know? There's no real brand new isekai out. I think it's because. What Isekai has evolved into is sort of a way to, I don't know, it's like delivering tropes directly to the fantasy genre now. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of the new anime that's come out that's really popular is just straight fantasy instead of isekai. I was going to say, and we do have um, a second season of ReZero, so that kind of does it. It's a very different kind of isekai. Uh, It is. A lot more serious to a certain extent. A little bit. The thing is, is the isekai genre has kind of been played out. It's like there are so many isekai light novels out that just have the most ridiculous titles and are based on the most ridiculous premises oh, that you can think instance, of. Oh, for instance, hold on, let me see if I can find it real quick. I actually have what's one. one. What's one that came out a while ago? It's literally a vending machine isekai. I'm not lying. I have one. There we go. Literally, reborn as a vending machine, I now wander the dungeon. I did hear about that. Uh, there's one <laughs> that I've been reading that I hope that they turn into um, They turn into a show. It's called I've Been Killing Slimes for 300 Years and Maxed Out My Level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I see it here as a link. I've been killing slimes for 300 years <laughs> and maxed out my level. It's oh, cute. Geez. It's literally just this person. I think she got reborn into a world. I think. I can't remember. Um, and she just stays in this town and all she does is keep going out and killing these little baby slimes over and over again, but she's done it for years. So without trying, she's now one of the most powerful people in the entire world. This is just the fucking boars episode of South, the killing boars episode of South Park. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it's great. I've really enjoyed reading it so far. Um, I'm nowhere near done. Uh, There's, I love I love cute anime to a certain extent. Like I know we talked about. I'm not. I can't do most slice of life because mm-hmm. it's a little bit too. I, don't know. I just think you like stuff that's mo that has moe in it. I don't think you like moe itself, but you like stuff that has yeah. some kind of moe in it. <laughs> like if you want to read the most moe story that's out right now, one of the most popular ones, just read Komi Can't Communicate. Oh, I really liked. Um, was it Hina something? Hina Matsura, maybe? Hina Matsuri. Matsuri? Yeah. It's this, like, little alien girl that has special abilities, and this guy has to take <laughs> care of her. It's adorable. <laughs> well, Kermi Can't Communicate is funny because it's it's an anime about the most popular ho- girl in high school who's so agoraphobic she will not talk to people. Nice. Um, um, that and... It's called. It's supposed to be called "Don't Bully Me, Nagatoro," but in the English translation, it's "Don't Toy with Me, Miss Nagatoro." Yeah. That one's pretty good. Uzaki Chan wants to hang out is also pretty funny. That's new. Um, there's new anime out for it. It's a little on the lewd side sometimes, but still hilarious. Oh, thank you for reminding me about lewd stuff. Uh, I did finish season one of Food Wars. Um, oh boy. Here's the thing. Food Wars is an amazing show. If you could get, if you can get past the fact that when people eat the great food, they fucking have mind orgasms. Yes. Food orgasms. It's that's the worst part of that show. I love it. I just <laughs> can't stand that shit. Um, I can't stand the fact that it gets like gratuitous. The food looks so good, though. <laughs> food does look good, and they definitely made it a point to make the food look good. My problem, again, is those food orgasms and the fact that they get so uncomfortably gross with them sometimes. Uh, all right, moving <laughs> like, on from anime and food orgasms, because we got some stuff to run through, new, actual news-wise, that I wanted to touch on. Uh, we'll run through some bullshit first. Uh, obviously, Mixer, rest in peace. 
it sucks. I was hoping we could move to it, but then shit went down really fast. Um, yep. So Ninja is currently left without a home, and he decided to, on a whim, I guess, return and play Fortnite with Dr. Lupo on Twitch. He has a home. He has a $30 billion home. That's true. He has. He can have whatever big home, uh, fucking home he wants. Um, so hold on. Twenty two thirty. We don't know the exact, the exact $20 okay. to $30 million. Um, Point is, he made a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Uh, but basically, he, he ended up on a on the whim, just played uh, on the 5th um, last week. Because what, what, today's the 8th, right? Yeah. And he, in the first 15 minutes, he had 100,000 viewers. Um, uh, his account already has, because I guess he never lost his account. He has 15 million followers on that account still anyway. Uh, but it seems like he's kind of going around and playing the field to see where he's really going to end up. Um, he's been doing some YouTube streams. He's obviously came on Twitch. Uh, there's still a chance he might decide to go check out Facebook gaming. Um, but while he's all looking for that shit, it looks like Dr. Disrespect has returned to streaming on now since obviously twitch is still banned he is now uh youtube hmm. so <clears throat> you know follow trash human beings wherever you want to follow them uh, i don't think yeah to viewers and plenty of questions is the whole article he still has not admitted um to what he's done what what the reasoning behind uh his his banning has been. I don't think he ever will. Yeah, and according to him, it's all about legal stuff. Um, I highly doubt it's about legal stuff. Yeah, and I just don't give a shit. My issue with people like Dr. Disrespect is he's got such a big head because he's so fucking popular, and a lot of streamers do this. Yeah. I had been into, for some reason, I went on YouTube on a whim one day and started watching like these rage montages of different streamers playing Warzone. And the common thread I noticed between all of them, and maybe it's just my bias because I'm watching them all be angry at the same time really, Hold really on. fast. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. My mom just texted me and said, <laughs> you are not going to believe whose house I'm at. She's at Travis Pastrana's house right now. What? <laughs> How is your mom related to Travis Pastrana? They're not related. But, I mean, related as in what the, uh... business does she have with Travis Pastrana to be at his home? I I don't believe I am at liberty to say it on a public live stream. I don't think you are either. But uh -huh. Your mom must have some fucking chops is all I'm saying. Hey, my mom's pretty cool. Uh I'm not saying she's not. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, saying she's out with somebody somewhere. Just put it out, out that way. My mom's a pretty cool person. She knows her people. Uh -huh. Got some fucking clout somewhere. Oh, God. Anyway... Fuck. What was it talking I'm about? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, they're a big issue. And I oh, mean, this is a rage things. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say a big issue in general with streamers and other public figures that can get some semblance or feel some semblance of power. Um, they take advantage of people. And that's a horrible fucking thing to do. And well, you deserve whatever horrible shit happens to you. It's taking advantage of people, but it's also just the entitlement that they show during their streams. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the people who are like, you need to sub to me or you're a poor and broke, pathetic person. 
Yeah, I'm talking about I'm watching these people who claim to be competitive streamers and they feel entitled to winning their games. I have watched instances where people like Dr. Disrespect or Ninja or any of these other popular like COD streamers lately die during Warzone matches and they are literally freaking out and just destroying shit. Like, how entitled do you have to possibly be? that you think you're just owed a win. And the thing is, when I say that they're entitled and they feel like they're owed a win, they blame everything but their own mistakes that they make during the game. Well, I'm not even... a top-tier Warzone player, but I can spot a mistake when it's made. I was going to say, that was even um, Ninja. There was He had that tweet last year or the yeah. year before where it was basically him saying something about... Uh, I think it was like something about if there's if you're not winning, what's the point of playing or some shit? If like you're that. not like angry at the game, then you're not improving and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like the thing is, if that's the mindset you take, like I understand, I get salty, I rage quite a lot, I get tilted frequently when playing different games, but that's because winning for me is fun. But I don't feel entitled to my win. I don't feel like because I'm a top tier streamer on Twitch that every other player in the game owes me my win. Yeah. And that if I die, it's some fault of the game or it's other players being cheap or something like that. It generally is because I made a fucking mistake somewhere. I had bad positioning. People had sight lines on me that I didn't expect them to have. You know, I just got unlucky. That happens a lot. You have 150 players on a map. Some of the game is going to come down to sheer luck. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those games where you have to be prepared to understand that you may not win the fucking game and you just have to saddle up and try again. The people who are out there like smashing their fucking keyboards and punching their screens and going off. I get that some of it is like just for entertainment value. People enjoy seeing that stuff and get a, they get a laugh out of it occasionally. Oh yeah, but that was Rage that, Quit. Rage Quit on Achievement Hunter. Michael Jones in his anger was great and people loved it every game and it starts to feel like genuine anger that's when you're crossing a line yeah. for michael it was literally just entertainment it was him being extreme for the sake of being extreme yeah and it's kind of why he stopped because it was one putting a strain on his voice and two he just got to a point that he didn't feel he didn't like it anymore he wasn't enjoying it anymore yes. in the content when you express like genuine fucking anger at the game and you're cussing people out and you're throwing shit around your room and you're breaking things that cost you know a couple hundred dollars sometimes then maybe it's you who has the fucking problem, not the game. <laughs> and you just need to get over some shit. Everyone has to deal with the same issues in a game that these top tier streamers have to deal with. You have to deal with audio issues. You have to deal with, you know, framing issues. Sometimes, you know, you just have bad aim or the other character is being cheap in some kind of way. Everyone's got to fucking deal with it. It just happens. And you need to learn to get over it. Like, I don't understand the appeal of these people. I really don't. And the problem is, is they make the communities that I enjoy worse. Mm -hmm. I play Call of Duty and I cannot turn voice chat on because even if it was toxic in the past, it feels more toxic now. Like people just are so angry at this one video game. And I'm like, if you're not enjoying it, if you don't find something that you like about it, then why the fuck are you playing it? It's not an EP. Like you don't have to play it just because everybody else is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, hey, I fucking hate, uh, Call of Duty. I don't play that shit. It, it bores me. I do not enjoy it. It's not that I'm bad. It's not that I'm not good at it. I should say. I don't. I wouldn't consider myself bad. I also just don't take myself seriously in those games most of the time. Um, well, that's true. Every I, time we play Call of Duty with you, you just fucking laugh at everything. That <laughs> I enjoy. That's the thing. I and that's 
for the most part, there are games that I get frustrated with, but I get frustrated with them because they are games that are made to make you get frustrated, like Meat Boy and all that kind of shit. I love those games, though, because that stuff just... I, it fills me with a good rage, if that makes sense. I don't know how to describe it. Um, but the rage is the idea of the good rage. I was like, it's a challenge, right? Yeah. You're frustrated because you can't get through a level, but it makes you want to try harder. Yeah. Where like Call of Duty is weird because it is a multiplayer game, but when you like are doing poorly, the first thing that people do is start blaming everybody else in their team, or cussing people out on the other team, or just throwing around offensive language for no particular reason. Yeah. I don't know if it's the people who play Call of Duty or Call of Duty itself that causes behavior, but if you're calling people, you know, by slurs and shit in a video game, yeah. then you need to seriously like take a step back and examine what the hell's going on in your head. Uh, so moving away from fun, angry bullshit, <laughs> we're gonna go on to. I'm actually well, you haven't actually looked at the thing, have you? Um, fun news. Uh, that was more of a tease. We'll find out more later in the month. Rocksteady has confirmed that they're working on a Suicide Squad game. Oh, boy. Uh, we'll find out Probably more. I mean, that's not hard to do. Uh, there, We'll find more out at DC Fandom, um, which is the 22nd, I believe, uh, which is our next podcast. But I think, depending on when... I want to try and cover a lot of it, Um I don't know if I'll live stream most of it, especially because it sucks it's on a Saturday, and that means Kim and I are, or Kim's off, and I hate doing things all day when she's doing stuff, or she's available to hang out and do things. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we'll, the only thing we know about it, there's some leaks, but people, I, I'm ignoring all leaks. I'm going to wait and find out more about the actual story and plot of it or whatever later. Um, it is a games as a service. Uh, and while I've seen a lot of people complaining about that, I actually made, I had tweeted about it last week. Um, I think having a game where you're playing as the universe's villains, maybe not even top tier villains, this is like Suicide Squad level villains, um, is a much better idea to play as a games as a service than your biggest name heroes. Uh, and yeah. yes, and yes, one hundred percent. That is a dig at the Avengers game. Um, <laughs> and I, I haven't played the Avengers game. If I can get a copy cheaper than full price, because I, I have, I, I am not excited about that game. I not... hate, I hate that there is a game that is going to have Camilla Khan as a starring character. That it isn't just her own game. I want to play her in a game. I want her own game, well, just like I would Miles Morales. What I've seen with the game so far is it's fairly just a standard, you know, co-op beat 'em up style game. There's nothing unique or special about it, honestly. Yeah, and it still has that issue of because we've had a decade of Marvel movies, everybody's going to compare it to visually. They're going to compare it to the MCU. Yeah. Well, I had to break my brain a little bit to fix that thought yeah. <laughs> because it is just sheer bias on my part and the part oh, yeah. of really anybody who thinks it you have to understand that the game is not an mcu production it's no way related to the mcu mm -hmm. i think once you learn to accept that you can get over the visual stylings of the game 
I think the major issue I now have with the visual styles and stylings of the game is the art direction is just bad. <laughs> Nothing looks like it fits with anything else. Yeah. So it, it's not not the top tier game for Avengers. I was hoping for honestly. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I and that's and that's why for with this Suicide Squad announcement, I'm more excited about this. One, one because I like playing the bad guy, um, and two. It's Rocksteady. How can you not trust Rocksteady after their track record? They're not a bad studio at all. Like, what have they made? What What is a Rocksteady game that isn't good? Let's see. Um, Batman, 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 Batman. Urban Chaos Riot Response. Oh, 2006, they had a game that might not have been the greatest thing in the world. And that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> Urban Chaos Riot Response on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. Yeah, we're we're going to ignore the fact that you basically play as a, uh, a police officer. Um, well, it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. It was a different publicly time, public time, whatever. Um, it's a time when riots were over hockey games. True. 2006? That was probably one of those stupid hockey bullshits. Untitled Suicide Squad game. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, all they did was make the bad, Batman Arkham games. Again, they've got a great track record, man. Yeah, except for that one port to PC they fucked up. Did they fuck it up, or were the people that ported it the ones that fucked it up? I guess I can blame the people that Boom. ported it. And, and they, um, fixed, they fixed it eventually. Fucking Arkham VR was kind of a nightmare, but... Oh, was it? I never. I, I haven't played any VR games. Oh, fuck, real quick. Games that make transitions to VR turn into just fucking pure nightmare fuel um, sometimes because the game is not optimized for VR. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of VR, um, this week during the PlayStation thing, which we didn't report on because it's not much, there was very little actually important news coming from it. Uh, Hitman did get announced that they're doing a PSVR Hitman version. You can play <laughs> Hitman 3 in PSVR. Which okay. you imagine stripping someone down to put their clothes on in VR? Oh, I don't care about that part. I just <laughs> I want to play this in VR. I, if they announce that this is coming to PC on in VR, I'm like, well, I need to save up. Oh, all I'm the sorry, money. If that game's in VR. I don't care how low my score ends up being. It's going to be 100 percent action run. Murder, murder, murder. <laughs> like if Dishonored had a VR version, hell yeah, man. Um, so yeah, no, we're uh, we're running low on time, so I want to cut onto the are. last. Last news thing. Um, All right. As you see, Apple is trash, forcing people to finally become you, uh, Android users. Have you heard about mm -hmm. this at all? I have not. So, Apple is denying consumers cloud gaming. Um, this is a claim mm -hmm. from Microsoft, and as well, it's actually, I believe, been backed by Google. Uh, Apple is not, is not, at this point, allowing Project X Cloud or Google Stadia on Apple products. Uh, mm. Because it supposedly breaks their terms of service, um, but yeah, quote, yeah, terms of service are be loyal to us always. Yeah, um, basically a, a quote from a Microsoft rep: Our testing period for Project X Cloud preview app for iOS has expired. Unfortunately, we do not have a path to bring our version of cloud gaming with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate to game gamers to iOS via the Apple Store. Uh, Apple stands alone as the only general-purpose platform to deny consumers from climate, cloud gaming and game well, subscription services like let, Xbox Game Pass. Let me just clear something up. First and foremost, don't game on a fucking Mac. Well, no, remember, this is a streaming service. It has nothing to do with with 
their way well, of. I guess Mac hardware doesn't really matter. And this case. is this is not on computers. This is on uh, their on iOS platforms. Um, mm. So your your iPads, your iPhones, your iPods, whatever the fuck. Uh, High toilet. Uh, it consistently treats gaming apps differently, applying more lenient rules to non-gaming apps, even when they include interactive content. All games available in Game Pass catalog are rated for content by individual. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, basically, as and you're right uh, to a certain extent, it's basically, hey, we're not going to let you put a game that we're not making money off of, a product that we're not going to make money off of. Well, it's the same thing that they did to Flash, right? Mm, for the longest oh, time, Apple users had begged for Flash support on their devices. I can't, you know, enjoy a Newgrounds, you know, content on my iPad mm-hmm. or my iPhone. I can't run anything associated with Adobe Flash on any Apple device, including an Apple desktop. Oh, wow. Um, but, you know, luckily it turned out in their favor because Flash eventually died. Well, Still, you say in Flash favor, was, it's just Flash eventually died. It happens. But, you know, Flash was a huge part of not just, you know, technology, but internet culture for a long time. It's how animators got their got their projects off the ground was through the use of Flash. Yeah. Um, and Apple just denied to associate with Flash unless they could buy it from Adobe outright. And Adobe told them no. Mm-hmm. So... Apple has... I have considered switching to an Android phone for the longest time. As long as I can keep some of the things from my iPhone, I'm not going to be too mad about it. Yeah. Um, and you can always hold on to your iPhone for anything that you, like, actually need yeah. it for, I guess. The issue the issue for me is is Apple has consistently been up to scummy, stupid stuff for a long time. It's just definitely anti-consumer. You know, coming up with new charge cables every generation of technology they come out with. Yeah. Literally having updates to older phones and older devices to nerf the performance on those devices. Like, this is stuff they've been caught red-handed doing. It's not a secret anymore. Yeah. And I was going to say, the thing with the chargers, I know I've seen a lot of people be like, well, other Android phones change their chargers too. It's like, yeah, they change their chargers with the current popular charger or the one that will be used most. But the thing is is their standard can also be used across a wide range of platforms, yeah. right? I have a USB-C port on my new desktop. Mm-hmm. USB-C is now the new Android standard for chargers. It's a whole lot faster than USB 3.0 and it's a universally applied standard. Apple has two kinds of things out right now. Still their lightning cable for older generation stuff which is a great cable in its own right, but it's Apple proprietary. And Thunderbolt, which uses USB-C, but has massively faster data speeds, but, again, proprietary to Apple only. Apple is the king of just making technology proprietary for no particular reason. They do not like sharing with anyone because it hurts their bottom line at the end of the day, which I understand. You're running a business. You have a duty to your shareholders to provide them with a profit and a return on their investment. I get that, but I don't think I don't think it would kill Apple to be a little bit more consumer friendly than it has been. I I, I think I've been very vocal about my opinion on uh, Apple in the past, so I'm kind of fine with moving past that, and not bringing it up ever again. Just buy an iMac; it's got a handle. I don't need an iMac. I have a GameCube. A <laughs> GameCube has a handle. I can Portable. play. I can play Zelda and Mario on a GameCube. Can you play that on an iMac? I mean, technically, yes. 
legally? <laughs> well, yes, but no. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So, I know we got... We're, not, we're basically wrapping up. Um, nine minutes. Yeah, I, I want to put out a possible idea for us. Obviously, we're years away from it at this point. But I want to put forth us planning to recast the X-Men for the MCU. Oh, lordy. We got time. We'll set it up. We'll talk about doing it this week. We'll bring it up next week after all the other news. And I think the following week we're going to be like, boom. We got this. That'll be fine. Because now I'm bringing Darwin back. My man got done dirty. Who's Darwin? Darwin, the fucking mutant that can evolve all the time. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He dies in one of the reboot X-Men movies in a really dumb way. You mean like most people in the reboot X-Men movies? Yes. <laughs> but man got done dirty is all I'm saying. Okay. Ugh. Um... Couple things just to capstone here since we're pretty much done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I am. I just got a new power supply for my new PC because I need a smaller one to fit in this case. Mm -hmm. So that's been installed. Um, the PC is built, but I still plan on doing the build video on it. God damn it. Um, <laughs> why damn it? Because we are so worried that something is going to happen. I know. I know. Hey, no, hold on. I know it went together fine twice, but you can't... There, This is 2020. Something will fuck up. I mean, maybe. But I'm at the point where I have committed to the video. I've already given the cameraman a shot list. It needs to get done because I've talked about it for like two months now. Um, That's going to be finished once I can get a schedule down to do it. Um, I'm looking now into purchasing a webcam so I can get back to streaming properly. I was looking at monitors, but monitors are a secondary priority at this time. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, you could probably get a monitor for cheaper than a webcam right now. Kind of. The thing is, is I really want a 144 hertz monitor with an IPS panel, and those are rather expensive still. Yeah. Um, I did find one that I may be able to get on get on the cheap on Facebook Marketplace, so I need to hit this guy up and see when I can come get it. Let's see. Um, you can currently get a the Logitech I have for one hundred and fifty dollars. Sorry, one hundred sixty dollars. One hundred forty-four hertz. No, I'm talking about the cameras. Oh, yeah. So, looking at getting a webcam, looking at doing this PC build, also looking into getting a VR headset soon. Ooh. Uh, okay. Possibly getting an Oculus Quest after what I saw. If not an Oculus Quest, just a regular one, since I don't want to use. I'm a little iffy about using the internal memory on the headset itself for games. So I may just go ahead and buy the actual one that hooks up to a PC so I can just use my hard drive to run everything off of. Mm -hmm. um, so we may have some VR streaming in the future. I have to figure out how to do that whole full body streaming thing with the surrounding effects for games like Beat Saber. Well, I think you need green screen. <laughs> oh. Well, then maybe not. Maybe I'll just stream Beat Saber first person. <laughs> but... I'm pretty sure you can't just delete the world around you without green screen. <laughs> delete that'd be, that'd world. Be cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will say uh, I haven't made the update for our schedule yet. Uh, we are planning on making a regular schedule as, like I said earlier in the show, I don't currently have any other things to be doing. Um, 
I uh, yeah, we're going to be doing Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday at 9 p.m. every week, and then obviously alternating on uh, Saturdays for the podcast, which, I mean, with me having so much time, I, there's part of me that wants to do more podcasts, but I know my wife will kill me if I do that. Uh, <laughs> so, no, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's it. I was just saying, so yeah. So one last thing that I was going to try to do as a fun project for us is you had gifted Tabletop Simulator to me and Dave a while ago. Yeah. So I have looked into what it will take to set up a game of 40K Kill Team. Oh, God. So 40K Kill Team is not full-scale 40K. We're not talking playing, dropping 5,000-point armies on the table and playing for literal hours. We're talking about... Small squad, tactics-based 40K games where you're just controlling individual units. It's a new type of 40K that came out a couple of years ago. The games rarely last longer than 30 minutes. Um, and very fast-paced, easy-to-pick-up stuff that at least gets you into the swing of 40K. And even if you don't like the game, you haven't invested a lot in it, so you don't have to keep playing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I looked at what it takes to set up a tabletop simulator. I will be working on that probably throughout the week, upcoming um, to see if I can get everything, all the assets installed properly and make sure that everything looks right on the table. Yeah. Um, and then possibly play a game over stream just to get an idea of if I actually understand the rules of 40K or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not my kind of thing. I want to play some more tabletop. I want to play Tabletop Simulator because nobody seems to have gotten into it yet. So, mm -hmm. all right. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Space Time Taco. Uh, you can catch me tomorrow night at 9 p.m. on the same Twitch stream. I don't know what I'm playing yet. Probably a little bit more Fall Guys. Uh, also, Nate and Dave, you both need Fall Guys. Uh, I was also I informed Nisa she has to convince you to also buy it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, thank you for joining us. I already said that. Go inside and play video games. Follow us on all the social media. We love you. Put Peace, on a... rock and roll. Ooh, he said a thing. Guys, just fucking wear a mask. All right. Please do. <laughs>